Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Talk Recovery. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb. We're just grateful just to have you guys back with us again today. Before we get started, I just want to make sure, encourage you guys to get Caleb's uh, copy of Pursuing Freedom off of Amazon um, and uh, be looking for the revised edition um, coming to a shopping cart near you. Um, And you can pick that up as we've just made some changes last week. We actually touched on one of the changes. Um, So if you didn't get a chance to catch last week's episode, be sure to go back, download that, check it out. Maybe skip the first 10 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, really, we're just looking for the download. You don't have to listen to it. Just download it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's download the Download it a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> send it to other people, um, yeah. people you're angry at, whatever. That's right. It's not about the content. It's just about the metrics. So, that's right. Broken um, <laughs> our egos. <laughs> and then, uh, as always, man, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, I haven't mentioned this in a few weeks. YouTube's great because we break our content down into different playlists so you can find things that are tailored to, to what you're walking through. Um, it has all of these episodes, if you are unaware of that, in video format. The video is terrible. Yeah, maybe just play um, it in the background while you're doing something else. Don't actually watch it. Um, but, uh, you know, as well as uh, sermons and, and things of that nature. So be sure to check that out. Um, and then like, share, review, positive reviews as we continue just to grow this platform. Um, but, uh, man, as we're, we're moving on today um, in just kind of this journey, you know, we've, we've pivoted a few weeks ago, um, started kind of offering some things that were outside of the, the realm of the, the book um, and dealing with just other aspects of, of hopefully things that you struggle with in, in recovery or in life. And, uh, you know, last week I know I presented this topic. I am... Um, I'm excited to, to touch on it more in a healthy manner, but we're going to be talking about conflict today, and not like the Jerry Springer type of conflict. You know, we're not talking Maury here, no. um, not what you did in the trailer hood, um, <laughs> but but healthy conflict. And, and conflict is, uh, you know, I think people typically fall in two categories. They're like me, who, um, I mean, in one in one sense, I feed off of conflict. Like I like confrontations. It's fun for me. Um, it's I mean, I like that challenge. I don't look at it in a way to dominate. I just, I mean, I like, again, kind of going toe-to-toe. It's like a sparring match. (laughs) To me, that's kind of how I approach it. It's enjoyable. Or you fall into the category where you think I'm psychotic, um, (laughs) and this is just like you you avoid conflict at all costs. It's not something you're comfortable with. Um, But no matter what side of the fence you are, you have to know how to have conflict healthy. I know for me, there was a point in my life where, conflict was really unhealthy that I did look at it as I need to domineer and I need to control and protect and and conflict was my my armor Um, aggression was my armor and and this is what I use to navigate life that's unhealthy it's equally as unhealthy as somebody who avoids conflict at all costs I mean Mm -hmm. conflict is a good thing um, especially in our relationships and if you're like did he just say that conflicts good in relationships yes healthy conflict um, at work, in marriage, all of those areas is a very, very good thing. Um, it should be it should be promoted. Um, it should be pursued because if there's an absence of conflict, there's an absence of, absence of trust. If there's an absence of trust, that's a bad relationship because um, trust is the currency of relationships. Um, so, I'm again, I'm looking forward to getting in, into this today and, and just having a, a good, honest conversation um, about what this should look like. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Janelle actually asked me to go over this with you. That's <laughs> yeah. why we're doing this. But, <laughs> um, no, you know, so we're talking about yeah, conflict in um, 
So if you are listening to this, and this is uh, this is one of those things, just like kind of last week we were talking about surrounding yourself with mentors, um, this is one of those things that this is not, obviously, not restricted recovery. So if you know people or, um, you know, this is an episode to, to share on with anybody, hopefully, as long as we don't do anything too offensive, um, <laughs> this is an episode you can share with anybody because this is uh, going to apply to everyone in every aspect of your life, for sure, because uh, conflict is, I mean... There, there's no avoiding conflict. I mean, there is conflict all around us in our relationships and our work. And um, yeah, there's just nothing, like, so there's no getting around it. So we might as well do it well. Yeah. So, because you know, there is like, conflict can be good as long as it's, it's productive. And yeah, it, uh, I mean, especially in a relational relationship context, like you're going to have conflict because you're going to change you know, as you get older and you're, you're going through life with somebody, you're both going to change as life and circumstances change and experiences happen. And um, you're going to have to navigate those changes. You're going to come at, come against each other uh, from time to time because of, you know, just the, your different, you know, the changing perspectives. And as you grow and develop as human beings and you're going to have to, if you want to stay together, you're going to have to figure out how to deal with those things. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So first thing we're going to talk about is what is conflict? So for a kind of a textbook definition, it's competitive or opposing action of incompatibles or antagonistic state or action. So just any time we have a, a difference of opinion, basically, right? Which, you know, nobody ever has a difference of opinion nowadays, right? Oh, yeah. Especially on the <clears throat> internet. You know, get on Twitter. That's, <laughs> everybody's happy there. So even simplest, simpler terms, just being in opposition. Anytime right. you find yourself in opposition, you've found yourself in conflict. Yeah. Now, like I said, I mean, conflict actually can be beneficial. And, and the reason it can be beneficial is, one, is it can lead to better understanding. So you, and like I said, especially in like a relationship context, having a conflict will, will cause you to better understand the other person's position. Because you're going to have to, if you want to resolve it in a positive way you're gonna have to start to understand each other better what you know hey you said this and I thought this and you said this and I thought this okay well this is what we were talking about you know and, and through that discussion and that conflict we're gonna have a better understanding of uh, what we're what we mean and um, what that other person was feeling and so on and so forth so I mean this reminds me of like growing up um, you know my parents would encourage me to put myself in other people's shoes right. so just kind of that Man, incredibly simple term, um, simple idea of just just imagine. That's what, what we need to do in a healthy conflict um, mm -hmm. is imagine what it's like to be then to go through what they're going through. Right. And by doing that, it helps to develop you as a person um, by being able to understand other people's perspectives. It helps you to become a more mature person. It helps you to be more considerate. It helps you to all, all sorts of different things. But it also helps you develop your um, your positions, you know, like... We could we could use an incredibly healthy dose of that right now in our politics, um, in our political discussions. Is that if people would actually understand why they think what they think, based on their own research into that, like you know, this is why I, you know, this is why I, you know, I'm pro, you know, the Constitution. You know, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, this is what our Constitution was. For and what our government was made to do and you know by researching those things you better understand what your political position is and then if you understand those things now we're not just screaming headlines and you know uh, sound bites at each other that we don't really know we just know that well this 
my side says this and your side says this. And so we're just going to shout those things at each other and not really have a discussion because nobody actually understands the merits of those, those uh, talking points. We just know the talking points. And so we don't, we don't understand that. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, that, that's one area. But uh, an area that's even more important than that is, is Christians, because this is a big thing for me. I um, really enjoy apologetics and um, having a conflict, having to defend your position. As a Christian, you, you should be able to defend your position, you know, your beliefs. Uh, we're called to do that in the Bible. And you need to understand, like, you know, who wrote the Bible? How, you know, when was it written? Why was it written? Um, you know, is it is it a defensible faith? I mean, what what are the defenses for our faith? Like, if you've never had to, to defend your faith, then um, that's a problem. Like, you're not either putting yourself out there as a Christian, and or you don't have confidence in defending your faith, so you don't put yourself out there. So there's a, there's a number of ways that conflict can can develop us. So what makes conflict bad? Well, kind of talked about it. In, when I lose. Yeah, when I lose, that's, yeah. Yeah, and my wife will tell you that. Um, um, but, you know, you said it initially, like, when your goal is to be right, yeah. you don't care about what the outcome is as long as you're right, right? As, as long as I win, that's all that matters. Well, that's not going to result in a good conflict. Yeah, there's um, a term, and I'm trying to think what I, I've said in the past, but it's like... Uh, um, being right doesn't make you right, even in that. I mean, in approaching conflict that, you know, there's there's sometimes where, um, you know, I'm approaching something with somebody and I may be 100% right. But even in that, the way that we as Christians, our responsibility in communication and loving people and serving somebody, that just shoving our rightness in their face and domineering, that, that's not right. You know, it's not right. okay. Yeah. And so that, that can't be the goal, um, even if you are 100% justified and right. Um, and that, I mean, brings me to another statement too, you know, um, it's, um, what is it, uh, truth? Um, without meaning is meaningless, um, or without love is meaningless. Love without truth, or love without truth is meaningless. Truth without love is just mean. Um, so, I mean, even in conflict, you know, that's kind of what we look at is, you know, that, that can't be your sole purpose is just to, to win. Yeah. You know, and that's, um, um, you know, there's a joke in marriage for men right you can either be right or you can be happy yeah right you know and i mean i'll, I'll laugh at it because i'll laugh at anything but we were just talking about that we'll laugh at anything that's inappropriate um and you know it's funny but you know i think that's a sad kind of perspective on marriage in that like you know we we can't that that's your option you know yeah. it's like, and that shouldn't be our option our, our option should be you know we we can both you know we can Whatever the conflict is, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about finding a, a resolution that works for both parties. That you know, the best resolution that can that benefit the both the both parties because you're both in this marriage. Like you, you don't you know, it's not a competition. And that you know, that perspective, um, it, it, like I said, it's funny, but it's you know, like if that's always the 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 perspective you're operating from that that's not a healthy place and so so yeah so your goal just always trying to be right and i'm and i'm guilty of that and joe will tell you that i'm i've always always want to win i do i'm a competitive person but um you know when when it matters like when we're having a real conflict 
<laughs> I try to try to rein that in as best I can. Um, but the other reason that conflict can be bad is when the intent is to hurt, right? Not to reach resolution. So sometimes we're just trying to, you know, verbally, you know, we can become verbally abusive, you know, that kind of thing where we're just shouting them down or, you know, we're just trying to hurt their feelings, you know, we're just stick it to them, that kind of thing. That That is not a healthy conflict. So, so let's talk about how to healthily, I can't say that word, have healthy conflict resolution so well, i want to back up just for a second before we get on that you know when the intent is to hurt and i think uh if you're like me where you find yourself to be just that that aggressive personality type um you know a lot of that stemmed from um just what i went through as a child and growing up that um that that aggression and that that conflict the way that i viewed it for such a long time it was armor and so if you fall into that then typically th this is your goal here uh, my goal with conflict for the longest time was to hurt people um, because my other option in my mind was to be hurt. And so that's the way I viewed it, that, that something's going down. I'm in opposition here. I'm either going to get hurt or I'm going to hurt them first. So I need to be in attack mode. I need to be aggressive. Um, so if you find yourself kind of falling into this category, I want you to kind of take some steps back and try to figure out where that comes from. You know, why, why is this my goal here right from the get-go? Uh, get and what I imagine you'll find is there's something unhealthy that took place at some point in your life that you need to bring about resolution so you can begin just to view that differently. Right. So talking about conflict resolution, um, the first thing, the most important thing we can ask ourselves is, uh, is the conflict worth having? Nobody ever asks themselves that, but is this a conflict even worth having? So conflict is inevitable, but it's not always valuable. Right. And so what I'm talking about there is like in the context of marriage, again, you know, you always see people that are complaining about like their spouse um, where they, uh, you know, they they squeeze the toothbrush or the toothpaste bottle, you know, from the bottom where they do it from the middle. And that yeah, irritates those them. Middle toothpaste. Those middle teeth. It. Yeah. And and they, I just want to touch the you got to take the end and you drag it across the end of the counter. Oh, man, you're really obsessive. And it squeezes it to the top. You keep that back end flat, like perfectly flat. <laughs> using your toothpaste, so I um, roll, roll from the end. You roll. I, I, I could get behind rolling. Yeah. Um, I cannot get behind squeezing at the top of the freaking tube. I don't know. That's where eighty percent of the toothpaste yeah, is at. Though. Yeah. That's like, yeah, but it just doesn't make sense because oh, you're, you're leaving stragglers, and yeah. it's like, what fresh hell did you come from <laughs> that you're doing that? It doesn't make any sense. You're a bad person. Yeah. So my wife is that person. No. <laughs> Mine is too. Yeah. yeah. And my maybe kids, all my maybe kids. It's a male or female yeah. breakdown, some weird genetic Just, thing. Yeah. But so, but you know, the thing is, is like, you will see people though that fight about that kind of thing. Something, you know. So I, so I'll, I'll pick on her and that. My my problem that irritates the the heck out of her is, uh, I, I my organization structure is piles. I have a lot of piles. I have a pile next to my bed that has certain things in it. And I have piles on my desk that have certain things in it. Yeah. Intelligent people pile. Yeah. Well, that's what I try to explain to her, yeah. but she's not buying it. But, um, you know, and it's been a point of contention for us for a number of years. And she's just like, you know, as long as I leave my piles somewhat contained, that it's not, you know, she's not tripping over that stuff in the middle of the night. Then we've both gotten to the place where, like, if I go in and, and the tooth, toothpaste thing is, is squeezed out of the middle and it's all in the top and the bottom, I just pick it up and I just roll it from the bottom and I fix it, you know, and I get it, you know, the, the, all the toothpaste in the appropriate part of the tube where it should be. And I don't fight about it. I don't, Hey, I, I told you last time 
you need to squeeze us from the bottom. Like we don't have that fight, you know, we don't have a fight over the piles because that's just, that's just the way I do things. And it's not a big deal. I mean, really, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. It's not, I'm not, you know, diminishing her as a person by doing that. That's just the way I operate and this is the way she operates and it's really not a big deal. And so there's so many of those little things that, um, that just aren't worth having a fight about. Yeah. But we don't even stop to ask that question. We, we want to have a fight about it. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples. So like in the church, you know, music, you know, well, the, I don't like this song or that song, so I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to complain about it. It's like, why? You yeah. know, maybe some other people like that song. Like, you're not the only person at this church. Listen, I tell you, I'm so at, <clears throat> at our church, my official title is music director. So I'm, you know, I, I put together our, uh, I don't pick our songs, but I make sure everything works right on a Sunday. I'm very passionate about music. I'm very opinionated about music. Uh, if, if your favorite music is like from 2010s and on, like, you're, I feel bad for you. Like, you know, I mean, I, I will tell you your taste in music is wrong uh, because I said I'm very passionate about music. But uh, and there are a ton of songs that we play on a Sunday. I do not like. I do not like them at all. Um, for one reason, I, I just don't like the way they sound. Maybe they're too boring to me. Do you know what? I don't I don't ever tell our worship leader, hey, I don't like this song. You need to play a different song. You know what? Because other people like the song. And it's not a, you know, it's not a conflict worth having. It's yeah. not worth me making a big deal about this because I'm not always right in this particular area or whatever. So that's the first thing to do is some conflicts aren't worth having. Now, that doesn't mean we should avoid conflict. That just means we shouldn't go out looking and, you know, causing conflict all the time about everything. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> it's... We do see this, and I mean, when you find yourself in that place of contention, I mean, I, again, I, you need to evaluate how'd you get here. Um, why is that your stance? I mean, have, having the maturity to self-evaluate um, what's taking place here. You don't want to be one of those people that just fight to fight. Uh, and and again, this is coming from a guy. Um, I'm highly confrontational. Um, I really am. Um, there's, I don't think there's anybody in my, my sphere of friends or coworkers or associates or, or any people that have seen me for more than 10 minutes that would think that I'm not that person. But you know what I don't do? I, I'm, not, I'm not this guy that I just want to fight to fight. You know, there's lots of things that I let go. Um, but, I mean, again, you know, you've got to kind of make that assessment. Is this worth pursuing? Is it not worth pursuing? Sometimes it's just keep your mouth shut. Um, yeah. Nobody cares what you have to say. It doesn't matter in the grand <laughs> scheme of things. And right. that's hard to swallow. Yeah. I know. We always want to begin. You always, well, you know, there's so many people that just want to, to make the world conform to, to yeah. the way they want it. And, and that's just, and again, in relationships, good luck with that. Oh, yeah. You know, you're not going to be one very long because you're living with another human being who also has a perspective on the world and, and wants things a certain way. And you, you can nitpick each other till you're blue in the face and then eventually get divorced over the silliest things. And that's what a lot of times you, you find is that all those little things, they just keep nitpicking and it becomes a big thing. And, and, that, and it drives a wedge in this relationship that really didn't have to happen. Um, I mean, like I said, if, if Jill were on here, she would tell you a ton of things that I do that, that irritate her, but you know, it's on the, in the grand scheme of things, it's just not really that big a deal. And I can do the same thing with her, you know, it's like, she leaves the uh, the cabinet door open above the the stove, which doesn't bother her because she's not six foot three and can hit her head on the corner of the thing. I can, and I have, and I you know I'm like, hey, make sure you shut this. You know what? She doesn't do it still. So what do I do? I just 
I make sure I pay attention and I just shut it. Yeah. And then we don't have a fight and the problem solved. I mean, like, it's really not that big of a deal, but but there there are couples that will fight over stuff like that. She give her extra chores the next time she leaves open. I'm just gonna throw my piles everywhere. Just, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so so that's that's step number one. Is it worth is it a heel worth dying on? Is this something that actually needs to be addressed? Sometimes it's it's not. Sometimes it is, but you know, really starting to try to parse those things out will save you a lot of heartache and, and hassle and, and, and so on and so forth. So step number two that you want to do is you want to deal with it quickly. And this is goes back to what we were talking about. You can't avoid conflict um, uh, because, and if you don't deal with it quickly, something that was actually a very small problem becomes a very big problem because what happens then is that problem festers and it becomes a much bigger deal and, and then our minds start to fill in the blanks right we start to come up with all the the motives for the other person why they did this thing well they probably did this because yada 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 and and, and now every time they do something you're looking at it through the lens of this this issue that you haven't dealt with and so now you're getting more mad at them for something that they, they maybe didn't even know they did and it becomes a, this ridiculous thing <clears throat> that if you would have just addressed it quickly would have been solved quickly yeah. You know, um, Ephesians four twenty five through 27, it says, So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting your anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Um, and, you know, if you have something that, that is bothering you, that that deserves conflict, again, go back, you know, that step. Is this something worth confronting, conflict worth having? Um, and if you're falling in this category where that anger is starting to control you, I mean, it's important to get that out because the longer, like Caleb said, the longer you let that go on, you begin to create false narratives. You begin to make judgments on people's hearts. Um, and none of those places are healthy to be. And so I am a huge fan of um, addressing things quickly. Um, now, sometimes I address things too quickly, but um, – <laughs> I still think that's a better place to fall than, you know, dragging it out for weeks on end um, without ever getting to the core issue. Um, I mean, because we need to have it. They, they may have the problem. Maybe they find themselves. And I see this a lot um, when I'm on the outside of looking at conflict from two different people. One person is unwilling to talk. They're festering. They're having conversations. They're creating a narrative. The other person is unable to arrive at a place to have conflict for different reasons. They're holding on. They're eternalizing it. They're not talking to anybody. Um, and then you see this relationship blow up or somebody leaves or, or those types of things where um, if they would have just come together and just kind of, you know, had a little sparring match for a little bit, resolved it in a healthy manner, oh, man, everything's good. But instead, then you've got, oh, I hate you now, like Hatfield mm -hmm. McCoy situation going on <laughs> um, because they didn't, wouldn't just come and have a, a simple conversation and it grows exponentially over time. More often than, than it just resolving itself. I mean, how often do you see something right. resolve itself? If we just ignore it, it'll yeah. go away. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, address it. Come to it. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Remember that you know the longer things are there, unresolved, mm. you, you are intentionally giving a foothold to the enemy to work in your mind in the situation. Yeah. Conflict's like mold. You yeah. just, it'll just keep spreading. Oh, you just you paint over it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. paint over it. Yeah, until you actually get it. You know, it's not going to go away. But <laughs> so that's number two. So deal with it quickly. Number three, understand the problem. And so um, the majority of conflicts actually stem from just poor communication. I've, in my experience, I've noticed, especially in relationships, like 
in my own relationship, it'll be, um, you know, I'll be mad about something because she said something or didn't say something and she'll be mad at me or whatever. And then we'll get together and we start talking about it. It's like, well, when you said this, I thought, you know, or, or I heard you say this and, well, I didn't say that. I said this or, oh, when you said this, I thought you meant this. Oh no, what I meant was this. And when we start talking about it and actually just come at it from trying to understand the problem, all of a sudden we go, oh, well, you know, what are we mad about? Because really it wasn't anything to be mad about because we just didn't understand each other. So a lot of problems can just, just be solved by stating the, well, okay, here's what I said, or here's, you know, when you, you know, when you did this, this is what I thought this meant. Oh no, well, that's not what I, you know, I didn't intend for that to be that way. I, yeah. I meant it this way. And when you, when you try to actually understand the problem, you realize where the, the, the mishap in communication happened. But a lot of times we respond to those conflicts based on our perception of the problem. And so that's why it's important that we try to get with the other person quickly and understand what it was, you know, understand their side of things. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you're watching online, you're like, is he texting? No, I was looking at some Not facts today. on this. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so when you look at the majority of conflicts are caused by poor communications, you know, obviously marriage is a big deal to Caleb and I, and uh, there's tons of um, statistics on divorce, and, and one of them is this, um, communication problem is the most common factor that leads to divorce at 65%. So mm -hmm. conflict in your marriage, uh, you know, when you look at it through the lens of communication, um, how often is it just the fact that you guys won't just sit down and tell your spouses what's going on? Um, and I get it. Um, it's it's hard sometimes to to just go and do that. I mean, I still fall in that category from time to time. I'm certain that Caleb does because it's human nature mm -hmm. sometimes just to to want to withdraw. But it's such a big deal. This other one, um, this was followed by couples' inability to resolve issues. That's conflict. Forty three percent of marriages end because they can't have healthy conflict. Conflict's there. They can't resolve it. Um, you need healthy conflict to bring about resolution. So communication, conflict resolution, just in the context of marriage, um, is such a huge problem. I mean, you, this is topping numbers on infidelity um, or abuse or things of that nature. Just the fact that you can't sit and have an honest conversation and work out something. Yeah. So, so when we're trying to understand a problem, one of the best ways to do this, and this is a like a... I hope you I want you to commit this one to memory because this is like a secret weapon is the question um, when you're when you go to the person that you're having the conflict or they're coming to you and they're saying they're getting mad at you or whatever you need to ask them what is your concern okay what is your concern and that you're like that sounds very corporate well I don't know where it came from but the the reason this is a very valuable question is that what it does is it, it kind of diffuses things, right? It, <clears throat> it doesn't, it's not accusatory. You know, if somebody comes to you and they're angry at you and you're like, what are you so mad about? Well, okay. You just gave them the open door to tell you exactly yeah. why, you know, use emotion, <clears throat> excuse me, emotion to explain the problems versus explaining the actual merits of the problem. Just one sec. <clears throat> Man, I don't know. I gotta quit smoking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't smoke. Anyway, um, so by saying what is your concern, what what it does is it takes the emotion out of it, and, and it's not accusatory. And, and what it does is it prompts that person to go, "Well, my problem is when you did this, this. What the what what that is going to elucidate more than any other question you could tell that person is kind of the merits of their problem, of their what has got them upset with you." It versus again, it's not accusatory. It's not. It's not going to escalate the, the problem, um, and it's going to make them 
actually give you the the merits of their argument to say, well, when you said this, uh, you know, this made me very angry, or when you do this thing, that makes me mad, or you know, whatever it is. And so, by saying something like that, <clears throat> again, it, it gets them to it helps you to understand what the problem is. It takes the emotion out of it. It keeps them from escalating, which are all good things. And we'll talk about escalation here in a second. But um, it, like I said, it kind of gets to the heart of the problem. Now, the thing is, once you do that, what you've got to do is listen to understand the problem and not listen to uh, respond. And what I mean by that is something that we all do is that as soon as somebody starts, if you're arguing with somebody, as soon as they start, you know, coming at you, what's the first thing we do? We listen to about two words of what they say, and then we start formulating yeah. our response, our, our snarky, witty, you know, I'm going to stick it to you response. That doesn't help us. That doesn't help us resolve conflict as much as it feels good to stick it to the other person sometimes in wanting to get that that jab in. If you actually have a desire to resolve this conflict in a healthy way, you're going to have to listen to what they're saying to understand what you know, to understand things, not to to prepare your response to them. OK, so that's that's a big one. You have to listen to understand, not to respond. Yeah, and I think, you know, when we when we do the opposite of this, I mean, part of what we're doing is we're making a judgment of their heart, judgment of their motives, and, and we do need to take that out. Um, you know, don't don't look at that. Don't try to assume, have this assumption. Um, they're, they're coming at me because of this. Um, and, you know, so that when you kind of change your, your perception of it and um, – and everything and really try to listen to the heart of the matter, you know, you go from this place of offense um, and defense to just unity. I mean, that's the thing. We're, we need to find ourselves on the same team here. Um, it's not an offensive-defensive type of situation, you know, when we're really trying to navigate relationships. And, and that's an odd thing to think. We're in conflict. Of course we're in opposition. Yes, we are. But, you know, biblically, you know, we need to remain in unity in this and be on the same side working towards the same goal. So, um, I don't Oh, man, I'm, I was counseled early on in my marriage, and I remember sitting there with Pastor Rick, and uh, Janelle and I are having this, um, I can't remember, it's so stupid, I'm sure, because all of our <laughs> arguments in marriage are so stupid, but he's like, um, do you think that Janelle loves you? And I'm like, yes. Like, do you think that maybe she's just having a hard time expressing this and this? So it's kind of like, so it's like, oh, she's not against me. Right. Um, yes, we're in opposition on this, but we're for the same thing. And so, I mean, just that kind of shift in mindset of, of realizing, oh, I mean, yes, we're in opposition, but we're on the same team here. Um, and and kind of making that shift. Man, it does wonders. It changes everything. Mm -hmm. If you can approach that and approach these things from, from that perspective. Yeah, and that's the last kind of to wrap up the this this part of it is is to understand that the problem is not the person and what i mean by that is that just what you're talking about is that when you have a disagreement with somebody that's a disagreement it doesn't mean that's not like their personality and you know that's not a part of them it's just a difference in opinions and in, in that you know you don't want to attach that to their motives or you know like you're talking about do you, you know does janelle love you Yes. Okay. Well, you know, do, are we wanting to be married still? Yes. You know. Okay. Well, then, if that's our our end goal, then then we should have the same. You know, then we should be coming at this conflict as, okay. So how do we resolve this in a in a healthy manner? Yeah. Right. You know, instead of saying like, well, she's mad at me because I have piles next to my bed, so she must hate me. You know, it's like no, that that doesn't. You know, those two things don't comport. They don't. 
go together. Um, this is just a problem that we're having, a disagreement about opinions or perspectives or communication. It's just, it's, it's a, it's just a bug. It's not, not a feature. No. So that's, that's the last part of that. So <clears throat> the next thing we want to do is we want to leave our emotions at the door. Now, I know that's a tough one. What I mean by that is that we don't ever want to try to argue a conflict out in the in the heat of the moment if we you know we want to leave as much emotion out of it as we can because the emotions doesn't act emotions don't help us with dealing with conflict um, because what happens then is we start to escalate right we you know you start to you raise your voice so she raises her voice so you raise your voice more and then she and now you're yelling and then doors are being slammed and you're not talking yeah. about it that's never solved you know then you come together and you're like oh, i'm so glad we got that figured yeah. out yeah or you become a historian and you're pulling things out you know those high emotion areas then you're like well yeah but you did this then you did this then and mm -hmm. we start accumulating things um we we're chasing rabbit yep. <laughs> trails everywhere. It's like, ah, oh, we were having an argument about the phone, but now we're talking about your mother-in-law right. or I mean, you're trying to pile up ammunition against each other. That's and then, what you're doing. then you find yourself in that place of, <clears throat> I'm just, I'm in it to be right. I'm in yep. it to win. Um, you're no longer on the same side of the ball. You know, you're, you're now in opposition in your opposition. You don't want to be that. Um, and so emotions, man, they, they can, they can drive, Oh man, they drive arguments in such a bad place, and it is so hard to kind of take that out of it. Um, but it's a, and it's a place I struggle with. Um, I think everybody does. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and the, this isn't to say that you shouldn't be mad at each other, right? Because we do. We we get mad at each other. That happens. But the thing is, is you don't argue out of the anger, okay? And so what that means is that sometimes, in in and I would, I'll be the first to tell you in our relationship that I am more likely to be angry about something. Uh, because I, I have a short temper. and Caleb reminds me, I remember watching the uh, Avengers and uh, they're having a conversation with the Hulk. And I think it was like one of the first ones, right? And he said, you wanna know my secret? I'm always angry. Yeah. Cause they keep like waiting for the Hulk to be ticked off. That's and uh, it's like, yes, like, I'm just, I'm always that person. That That's Caleb. It, that's, that's fairly <laughs> accurate. Yeah. I'm always, I'm just at a low level anger all the time. And so it doesn't take me much to, to tip over. And so, so what happens then is when we have a fight like that, where, where it's not just a, Hey, we need it. Now I would tell you and she'll tell you that, you know, the longer we've been married, like, you know, a lot of times we, when we get into a, a conflict, a disagreement, we just, we know enough to say, okay, there's probably some sort of communication error. So we just talk about like, okay, well, when you said this, you know, we, we just make sure that we heard what we heard. And usually that resolves it because we didn't hear what we heard or what we thought we heard. But um, especially early on in our marriage, I would just get angry. And, and so sometimes what has to happen is I, is I would tell her, you know, like, listen, I'm not going to, I can't talk about this right now because I'm, I'm, I'm too mad. But I will. Give me a minute, you know, and I'll, and I'll go off and play some music or I'll, you know, kill people on call of duty or something on, <laughs> you know it, not act out on my my urges and um and I'll, and I'll let myself let my anger come down and then we'll have a discussion um and and you know and that's not a that's not a well that goes on for days it's it's like you know 30 minutes yeah. you know it's 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 enough time to allow my emotions to calm down so we can have a reasonable conversation about it because because my goal is to stay married and her goal is to stay married and um and to, to continue to love each other and so um you know i'm not going to let it go i'm not going to let this thing just ignore it uh but i also know that 
arguing as soon as, you know, while I'm angry is not gonna help that situation either. So, so sometimes we have to just walk away for a minute, let our emotions calm down and then come back together and be like, okay, here's what bothers me, you know, here's my concern. What was yours? And, you know, we talk about those things. Um, and one of the, you know, I have a kind of a, a nerd point on this one is that, you know, anger is controlled in a part of your brain that's very primitive. And so when it, when it fires up, this primitive part of your brain takes over. And so your ability to kind of think logically is decreased because of that, which is why we make a lot of stupid decisions when we're angry. Is this a lizard brain thing? It is. It's oh, a lizard man. brain thing. Atheist. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Um, you know, just from a physiology standpoint, there's a, there's an actual reason why you don't want to, to argue out of anger, but, um, you want to allow it to calm itself down a little bit before we start having, trying to have a discussion that helps, helps solve that. But yeah, you know, the verse you mentioned earlier, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Uh, Jill and I committed to that in our marriage from day one and, and we've always operated in that, you know, we don't. You know, I don't sleep on the couch and yeah. that kind of thing. Like, I may start the evening off on the couch, <laughs> but but because we've both committed to that, we we come together and you know we've had late nights. You know, where it's like we're talking through things, but you know we don't continue to stay separated. We deal with that before the yeah. day ends. So well, and right before that, there was something I did actually want to touch on too. It says, "And don't sin by letting your anger control you." Anger is not a sin, um, but when you let it dominate and take over in situations then you, you've fallen into that trap. You're doing something wrong. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be angry um, and, and to have that. It's an emotion. It's given to us by God, um, you know, and, and it's, it's, it has a purpose. But if it dominates, it's not fulfilling its purpose. You've, you've fallen into a trap there. You need to, again, you need to evaluate. Um, that cannot be the tip of the spear moving forward. Yeah. So that's the... Uh that that step right so we want to try to try to remove as much emotion out of it as we can all right now again i'm not saying don't be angry just don't argue out of anger so the next thing we want to do is only deal in our facts okay and so what i mean by that is that you're you're gonna we all have this tendency to to view well of course we're going to view this the situation through our own perspective right and so what we have a tendency to want to do then is is we're gonna we're gonna assign a motive to other people's actions. You know what I mean? So that's where you're like, well, when you did this, you were trying to, you know, I saw you texting and I knew you were texting this person. And well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, did you actually, you know, do you actually know they were doing that thing? Well, no. I just I just know that that's how they are. And so I'm no 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 no. That's not the facts of the situation. That's your interpretation of, that's your perspective. And uh, all that comes from, you know, past hurts, experiences, yeah. our, you know, our worldview. You know, you, you'll find that, um, you know, people who come out of homes where maybe the, the parents were verbally abusive or, um, you know, to either the that person or, or their spouse, um, you know, when they get, they get older and they get married, now all of a sudden um, they don't know how to have conflict. And, and out of that, you know, their experience as a child, you know, seeing that modeled for them, you know, they're going to, they're going to attach, you know, a motive 
to their spouse's behavior. And that, that may not be what it, what it is at all, but it's just because that's the way they've experienced life. And we can't do that because what that does then is it escalates this situation. You're, you're accusing somebody of doing something that they're not actually doing at all. Um, and you're just making that up out of thin air because that's how you view things, you know? And so, I mean, honestly, think about that. So like, um, I think I have it on here. Yeah. Don't assign emotions to another's written word, i.e. like their text. Now, I may know somebody and she's gonna, she's gonna say something to me. I may know somebody very well that I live with um, who anytime she gets a text message from somebody, reads it in a voice. Now, I don't know if anybody else is other people that you know. I'm not gonna say who this is. Uh, I, I've, I've talked to other men who live with people, women that do this, that they will read, read a text in a voice in, in how they're interpreting that text. Okay, you have no idea how that, and we've had this conversation before, my wife and I, that you, you have no idea how that, that person intended that text to yeah. sound. You're reading it in your voice in, in the way you assumed it to sound. And then, then they get mad at it. You know, it's like, what? Yeah. I didn't mean that at all. You know, it's like, that's, you, you are attaching your emotions, your perspective to that thing. So only when we have a conflict, we could only deal with facts. We can only deal with what we know. This is what happened, not what I think happened or what I think you meant by this when this happened. This is what happened. This is what I have a problem with. Yeah. And, and, and when only dealing in facts, you know, something I wanted to add in there, if you find yourself making absolute statements, always, never, um, those types of things, you are no longer dealing in facts. Right. You, you have stepped into the make-believe um, it's just, that's just not the case. And so you need to, you need to reevaluate in those situations because, um, always never, um, those, those are not true statements. Um, and you've, you've left the realm. You're, you're probably in some type of high emotion. Um, and you need, again, you need to reevaluate where's this come from? Why did I just land here? Um, and, and to try to figure it out and, and to back up a little bit because, um, it's just not the case. Um, it's never the case. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm, you know, as a parent of two 14 year olds and an eight year old, that's a, they never, she, I'm sure they never use absolutes. She always does this and he always does this and he, ah, wait, stop. I stop yeah. them right there. Once yeah. they, once they say that I do that, I'm like, nope, wait, do they always do that? Well, no. Okay. Then. We're not going to talk about, you know, we're not going to have that. Now, now what I'll say about this situation is so, so maybe you do get angry because you think this person did this thing out of this motive. Now you can, you can try to get to the bottom of that. You can be like, okay. And, and what you do is you say, well, I, I feel like, okay. Because when you say, I feel like that's a, that's a fact, like yeah. you do feel this way and you can address your emotions because of the, you say, well, I feel like when you did this, you were doing it for this reason. And then at least it allows them to say, Okay, well, you know, I, I wasn't, I, you know, I'm, I didn't mean for that to come that way, or I'm sorry that that, you know, they can clarify that, or they can say, yeah, it's exactly what I meant to do, <laughs> and then you can tell them they're a jerk no. and walk off. You always slither. do this because you think, like, what? Yeah, no, not unless no. you're a mind reader. Yeah. You can't, you can't come <laughs> yeah. up with those conclusions, and so, you know, you can seek clarity over those things. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, because that'll help you understand each other better. Say, well, okay, when I feel like when you did this. Uh, this is what this is this is how it this is how it came across to me 
Okay, they can't argue. They can't argue with that, right? Because that is how you interpreted it. But then they, that at least allows them to clarify, and in that way, you're both being heard. You're you're expressing how you're feeling about that situation, but you're also giving them opportunity to actually, you know, talk about whatever their their actual motive was there, um, without without just assigning it to them. Well, this is what you. I know. I know this is what you meant when you did this. <laughs> well, no, that's not what I meant at all. I mean, we've had those conversations many times. You know, well, when you did this, I felt like this. I, you know, I feel like you're doing it for this reason. Well, that's not, that's not what I was doing. I was doing it because of this, 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 this. Oh, okay. Well, you know, and I'm sorry I made you feel that way. You know, okay. And then we, you know, we go on about our day kind of thing. But, yeah. but yeah, you can't uh, only deal in facts when you're when you're when you're um, having a conflict. Don't don't. Well, I think you did this now. That's not, that's not true. Yeah. So the next thing is to take responsibility for our part. What? Yeah, I know. I can't win that way. So exactly. If you're actually in, interested in having a conflict that has a healthy resolution, you're going to have to take responsibility for whatever part you played. Now, I'm not saying you always have responsibility or that, you know, you were always responsible for that thing. You know, sometimes you're significant other comes home from a stressful day and everything just irritates them and they just take it out on you and you didn't have anything to do with that that's just the way it happens so, sorry Janelle yeah <laughs> I'm not saying so but if you did if you did have a role to play if you did some part of that conflict then take responsibility for it because mm -hmm. that's going to help resolve the conflict and it can't be um, conditional okay because that's not about having a healthy resolution, that's about winning. You know, that's, yeah. I'm not gonna say, I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm sorry till they say they're, I'm, they're sorry, nah. you know. That's uh, one of the, the um, uh, marriage, like, things we have been through, studies uh, said that whoever's the most mature in the relationship should apologize first, which I think is a good, um, you know, it's a good challenge for me, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, maybe I just don't want to be the most mature right now. <laughs> I'm fine being immature, you know. It's, uh, but, but yeah, like, um, you know, it, it, again, if if, it, if there's some sort of condition to it, if you're like, well, I'm not, you know, if you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm not going to do anything until they they do that, then you're you're trying to win. You're not trying to resolve it. You're trying to win. And so, if you did something wrong, if they, you know, if they said, hey, you said this and it hurt my feelings, and you're like, yeah. I can see how that happened. Didn't you? But you, you know, you're gonna hold on to that till it. Well, you said this, and you got to say sorry first. Like, don't do that. You know, just just own up to what. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry that I did that. Um, you know. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes in conflict, I mean, take my wife and I for instance. Um, but there's been moments that, let's say, I was right in the conflict, and then I even do something stupid in the middle of it. I gotta apologize for that. Like, I mean, the whole premise for the argument to begin with, you know, I may have been justified trying to lead something, but then I, I lose myself emotionally and, and act in a way that's inappropriate. I mean, even in that, now I gotta take responsibility for that. It's, it's even absence of this, you know, those are now separate issues and, and I need to own up. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I did this, I said this, I acted this way. Um, and sometimes I got to do that before we even go back and address what was the core issue to begin with, you know, when we start losing ourselves that way. But, you know, what, whatever your part is, I mean, take responsibility. I've had the same thing with coworkers where, you know, I, I approach things 
sometimes when I'm not in my best form, you know, again, I'm I'm coming out to, to win. I'm using anger as my armor. And, and in those moments that even if I was right, which I'm always right now, <laughs> even if I was, then there's things that I've got to take responsibility for moving forward um, to fully resolve the conflict at that point. Right. So then after that, um, taking responsibility for part is part of the next thing, which is compromise where you can, but be clear why you can't. And what I mean by that is, is that, um, you know, in, in any relationship, you're not always going to get your way. All right. We're adults now. We're not children. We can't always get our way. Um, sometimes you're going to have to compromise on what you, what you think you should do. And, um, but in some areas, you, you, you may not be able to compromise. Now, this is a little bit more pertinent to, like, you know, in a kind of a corporate setting or, a, you know, that kind of thing. Typically, I mean, unless you've kind of, you're in a relationship with someone who has like a different, um, you know, spiritual belief than you, you know, you're Christian and, and your significant other isn't, uh, some, sometimes you shouldn't compromise like your core principles in those, no. you know, like, or again, if you're, if your workplace is asking you to violate a, um, you know, something, you know, like a spiritual principle or something for you, then you shouldn't compromise that. But you need to be clear why. You can't just be like, no, I don't, no thanks, I'm not going to do that. Um, so so where that would fall under is like, yeah, does it violate some sort of core principle? Um, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. So like, uh, well, like one of my jobs when I first uh, was in college, I was working for Sears. And I told him when I started work there, I was like, I, I can't work, I can't do Sunday mornings because I go to church, you know? And they're like, well, you know, what about if we, you know, if you come in in the afternoon? I'm like, okay, I guess I'll do that. Um, I'll compromise my spiritual beliefs a little bit. <laughs> so, because corporate in retail, you know, the weekend is the, the big sales day. Well, um, my manager was okay with that. He, you know, it, but then after working there for a little bit, my assistant manager was a total jerk and he kept scheduling me Sunday mornings, like early, like when they open, and I was like, uh, hey man, uh, part of my, you know, you can talk to the manager, I'm not to be scheduled Sunday mornings, because I go to church. And he's like, well, everybody else does it. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't care what everybody else does. Like, this is something that's important to me, you know, this is, and, and so he, would, he wouldn't do it, and then, you know, a couple weeks go by, then he would do it again, I have to just tell him, like, I can't be here. But he just kept doing it, and he was just being a jerk, because I don't know why, but, didn't like my face, I guess. Anyway, so I just, I quit. You know, I just went down. I was in a mall, so I just went down a couple storefronts and started working at a t-shirt shop that didn't make me do that. I was like, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to do this. You know, my manager was like, well, man, I hate to lose you. Can we, you know, he was trying to, I told him what happened. I was like, man, fire my assistant manager. That's what you should do. <laughs> um, but, you know, in, the, in that circumstance, I wasn't going to compromise. I wasn't going to miss church for work. And that was just the, you know, a, a, a the condition I had for myself that I wasn't going to do that. And so, um, you know, in some areas you're not going to be able to compromise. And that's, like I said, but at least I told him why, you know, and, um, and and that's what you have to do. One of the other areas you shouldn't compromise is if it's going to, you know, if it's going to hurt you or others. So that's more of in a relationship. Like if your significant other is expecting you to do something that is, you know, harmful to you or your children, you shouldn't do that. You know, that's not a good position to be in. Somebody shouldn't be domineering you or, you know, that's that's a form of abuse. Like if they're doing something that's not good for you that you have to say no to, that's hurtful to you or the others. But the one thing you can't do is just say, well, I don't like it. You know, well, I don't like that, so I'm not gonna 
compromise yeah. here, you know, and I know that that that's included because uh, a lot of experience in ministry where you're trying to plan things out and do things. And some people just don't like your ideas and you're just like, well, I don't I'm, I don't want to go along with that because I just don't like it. Well, you know what? You're not going to like everything. I don't like everything. Like I said, I mentioned before, I don't, I don't like all the music we play on a Sunday. Yeah. That's, but that's okay because other people like it, you know, and it's not about me. And sometimes when you go to do things, um, you know, he, he, people put forward ideas that I'm like, I don't think that's going to work. And then it is working. You know what? Because I'm not always right. I don't always know everything. And so just saying I don't like something is not a reason not to compromise. Yeah. You know, when talking about um, compromising, the thing that I've been sitting here the entire time waiting to mention is it always reminds me of the country song by, by Diamond Rio. Um, you know, you don't know the country. Yeah, it's no. meet in the middle. Uh, I start walking your way. You start walking mine. We'd meet in the middle near that old Georgia pine. <laughs> no. No? All right. <laughs> Everyone else gets it. Man, gosh. You, I don't like you, country music. Yeah, I know, I mean, but you're in Oklahoma. Country. How can you not hear that? Like... It's even from our, our generation growing up. I mean, it was so popular back in the 90s or whenever it came out. Um, like, you couldn't get anywhere without hearing that. My dad used to go around to the house singing it. Oh, that's why you have a bad childhood. <laughs> that's what led me to drugs. That's right. Country music Country in the music. home. the devil. Um, but, you know, compromise, um, you know, especially you're not going to have a valuable relationship without it. Um you know, my there's you, you can't because at some point you, you are gonna have to give. I mean, we do have to give. You're not always right. You know, <laughs> the situation's not always gonna land in your favor. If it does, you're you're probably a narcissist. <laughs> I yeah. mean, if that's the way you think. So, you know, you've got to you know have that that lens. Don't be a victim. You know, don't don't allow people to victimize you. You know, if it's gonna hurt you, hurt others. You know, we can't have that. But you can't be on the other side either. You can't always be in the right because um, that's just not going to be the case. You're not being mature as you're facing conflict in your life. So compromise. Um, it's important. It's healthy um, to navigate it if you want to have healthy conflict. Yeah. Don't. I mentioned before, but don't expect the world to bend to your will all the time. That is, it's pretty narcissistic you know yeah. point of view to have is like well everybody should just do what I want them to do well you know what everybody thinks that everybody wants everybody else to do what they want them to do but you know what you can't function as a society I mean at all <laughs> if that's the way we operate so there's got to be compromise and again if you want to be especially in a marital relationship if you want to be married for any extent of time you're gonna have to compromise you're gonna have to realize you're bringing your your stuff with you and they're bringing their stuff with them and you're gonna have to figure out how to make it work and, and a lot of that it means okay we're gonna you know compromise on these things I'm not gonna throw a fit when she squeezes the toothpaste bottle in the middle and she's not gonna throw a fit when I you know my pile next to my bed gets too big. As long as she doesn't move things, we're not going to have a fight. <laughs> where's, where's my, this paper? Oh, I moved it. I knew exactly where it was. It was in this pile. <laughs> yes. So the last thing when it comes to conflict resolution is to forgive and forget. Meaning, um, if you, if you have reached a, a, an acceptable resolution for both parties, that that if you know if we need to say you know if, if that the other person said I'm sorry you hey, that's all right I forgive you and you say I'm sorry and they forgive you that's it that's the end of it ladies it's over when it's over right there's no, no I'm supposed to be a historian <clears throat> no there's no holding on to these things so you can bring it up later 
Like if you don't deal with it, then, you know, there's a, there's a period of expiration, you know, it's like, no, you have like 30 days <laughs> to, to get this taken care of. <laughs> and it's not, it's expired. You've got to deal with that. So if you didn't take care of it, then you can't hold that over somebody, you know, six months down the line and be like, well, you remember when you did this? Blah, blah, blah. No, that's not the time to deal with it. You had your opportunity to deal with it. You didn't deal with it. Or you did deal with it and you said you were okay with it. And you, you know, you guys, you know, you, you hugged and made up or whatever. You said this was over. That's over. So six months down the line, you don't get to bring it back up again. You know, you, you let it go. That, that is not, that is not how we have a healthy relationship It's by, well, I said I was sorry, but I'm just going to hold on to this yeah. little, this little piece. It benefits me now in this moment to bring yeah. this back. I'm just going to have a bag full of previous fights that we've had and uh just just in case just in case i need to beat you over the head with it later on no 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 it's over you deal with it and it's done if you resolved it it's done and you let it go now <clears throat> sometimes you know like i said we may we may come to a place where we we don't always 100 percent agree and we may not you know um, we may not be able to, to reach a, a compromise per se. We, but what we do is we agree to disagree, right? So there's people in our lives that, you know, politically have different opinions than ourselves. You know, I'm sorry for them, but yeah. that's, that's the way it is. You, you can, you, so many, we've lost this because we, we operate so much behind a computer screen and we forget that on the other end of that computer screen is, is a human being. And we, you know, so we'll, we'll fire out a status about, you know, everybody of this political party wants everybody, you know, to die or something like that, just something extreme. Yeah. And then we totally forget the fact that like, oh, people in my family are of that political ideology. Yeah. And, and we spend Thanksgiving together and they've never <laughs> wanted me to, to die, you know, or they've never tried to kill me or, you know, take away my freedoms or any of those things that we post about, you know, we make yeah. these huge blanket statements and, and we say that. And um, it's like, no, I'm a person, you're a person. We have different opinions politically, like, but in, in person we can be friends. And so, you know, we can agree to disagree on those things. We can even talk about them. If you want to talk about them as a reasonable person, not screaming platitudes and sound bites at each other, but if you want to have a discussion about those things, we can do that. See if we can meet some sort of common ground. But at the end of the day, we, we probably won't, and that's okay. We can agree to disagree um, and, and still treat each other like people. Like that, that seems to be a lost art nowadays. It really is. I mean, and just again, you know, when you say that, a lot of times, man, we're making blanket statements, which what Caleb brought up again, you know, that's unhealthy, but it, man, it's okay. It's okay to have different opinions um, on certain things. Um, I mean, really, I mean, even if you disagree with me on faith, it's not going to cause me to not love you. Um, and I can still have respect for people. I have um, people I know that, that I love dearly. They don't believe the same as me. You know, I don't, I don't need to come at them and be some, some butt all the time or any of those things. It doesn't necessarily impact my ability to have a relationship with them. And, and, or I can show up and I can be in conflict every time we see each other at Thanksgiving. Yeah, you, you need to do this and you need – no, I mean <laughs> – it, it's okay to kind of step back and, and be like, I'm going to love you anyways. I'm going to care for you, you know, 
and and we're going to move forward and, and we're going to be fine and we can still have a relationship that looks like this um even though we don't see eye to eye on this single issue um you know it's uh, there's no need to you know burn the, the whole house down because there's a spider you know it's it's okay to to maintain what you can maintain and move forward in a healthy healthy way if that's the only resolution that can be brought about yeah. at the end of it yeah you think about so how many people over the past especially what is it four years since uh never mind so in the past let's just say four years for no no reason in particular four or five years um how many relationships friend relationships have have been destroyed because politically we differ you know it's like i, I know i know i don't know I don't know. I'm just trying to think right off the top of my head. I know a handful of people that I, that politically are different that that I'm not related to because I know a lot more that way. But I um, more so than this. There's people now, man. You look at some Barna polls that choose churches based off of political reasons rather than theological ideology. Yeah. Um, because of this, it's just like, I mean, if. <laughs> if they don't have the same political party political views here, then people will change churches based off of that, where the theology may be wrong. Yeah. That makes no sense. I mean, because and it's this: it's the fact that people can no longer seem to have healthy conflict, especially when it comes to things like. Well, it this. makes perfect sense because we're a post-Christian society, which yeah. you should listen to yeah. an episode, oh, whatever, yeah. what a couple of couple episodes ago, we just talked about that, yeah. where where your your uh, your politics are determining your your faith versus yeah. your faith determining your politics. But yep. but yeah, I mean, I know, like I said, a handful of people off the top of my head that politically are on the other end of the, the spectrum than I am that. You know, I have totally reasonable conversations with them. And I know that if I were to say anything political to them, because they probably don't realize where I am politically, that if I were to say something political, you know, or espouse any of those things, because I don't, I don't post any political stuff on Facebook anymore. I used to a long time ago, but I was like, well, that's a dead end. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I just don't post anything hardly on Facebook. And, but if they knew where I was politically, they'd, they'd probably stop talking to me. Yeah. Or defriend me, you know. It's like, well... I don't. I don't have to not be your friend because you think different than me. You know, it's like there's there's more to you as a person than your political beliefs. Unfortunately, we've gotten to a place where we think that's all that matters. But so yeah. anyway, all that to say, sometimes we have conflict. You you know you may not end up agreeing on things, and that's okay. You can just agree to disagree, and then we just you know we go on about our lives. I mean, yeah. Heck, Jack, Jill and I have things that you know different. Not not too many, but every now and then we come up against something where we're like, well, we we differ on that, and it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to change my mind. That's fine. Yeah. We'll, we go on about our life. It's unfortunate she's okay with being wrong. I know, I know. I pray, Sorry, I pray for her. One day she'll come around. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so so that's kind of no, the. She could be mad at both of us. Yeah, so. that's all right. Hey, that's that's the other benefit of conflict is uh, making up. <laughs> Yeah. afterwards so at least married uh, married life anyway so that's kind of our eight-step method on on conflict resolution um now there's a couple times there's gonna be a couple things where you're in a conflict with somebody and there is there is uh reasons to just not not continue on with that conflict because it is not going to be a healthy conflict and you're not going to get a, a good resolution there and so in some cases you do have to walk away from it and not try to do your best to solve that problem and so one of those one of those circumstances is when the other person is abusive right you, you know any in any sort of way so, so if they're being verbally abusive to you or attempting to become physically abusive to you um, 
obviously that is not the time to continue to have a conflict with them. You yeah. walk away and say, okay, we're not doing this. Um, another reason is the other person only wants to win. Okay. So if there's no interest in compromising, if there's no interest in, in hearing your point, if there's no, I mean, if they're just trying to win, then you're not going to, you're not going to, we're not going to get to a healthy compromise or a help, uh, healthy resolution with them. So, so there's no point in continuing on with them. You know, you can tell them, Hey, when you want to talk about this as an adult, we can have this conversation, but until then I'm done. You know, I'm going to walk away from this one. And, um, the other person fails to listen, listen to reason. Okay. So again, this is, you, you're trying to explain how you feel and they can't acknowledge those things or, or, um, we had a, we had a conversation with a gentleman a couple Mondays ago that was like this, where they, they, they only had interest in their perspective and they had zero interest in listening to our perspective. And, you know, there's this, uh, I, I like this, is that you can't reason a person out of a position that they didn't reason themselves into. Yeah. And so, and that really goes to politics too. It's like, like, like I said at the beginning, like if you, if you haven't arrived at your political ideology or your theological ideology for that matter from a place of reason where you say well these are the reasons that i believe in this if you haven't thought that out and fleshed out those things then you can't reason somebody out of that position because it's just emotional and they're just you know they're just kind of i don't know i hate to use the word cultish but <laughs> it's just a blind adherence yeah. to whatever their their belief is and so you can't you can't argue with that you know you can't debate with that like no it's this is just the this is the way i'm trying to think i i'm not gonna to offend this religious group but um you know their apologetics if you ever look into to this they always end up with like well you just need to pray about it and you you know you'll feel that this is the right thing basically that's their defense of their faith and you're just like is it the mormons <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, they, they, yes, it is. They'll, they'll say that because there is no, you know, like I said, a kind of a defensible place of like, hey, you know, you say that this is the the lost tribe of Israel that floated over on a boat to America, and you know, that's that's where the Book of Mormon comes from. So, but DNA evidence shows that you know the people that settled in America came across the Bering Strait through Alaska from Asia and um, you know we can prove that pretty scientifically this is nonsense well you should just you just need to pray about it yeah. and feel you know you'll feel what's right that's not a defensible position you know I'm sorry but that's not like <laughs> I, I get feelings after I eat taco bueno that doesn't make it you know a spiritual experience for me like um, <laughs> well I mean sometimes I find myself in deep prayer yeah, you're, you're after, praying, eating, but after eating taco bueno um, so but Jesus, but this, if you'll yeah. just see me through yeah. it this one last time, I promise to serve <laughs> you forever. But yeah, so so you can't reason somebody out of a position they reason themselves into. So if they're just completely unwilling to entertain any sort of other ideas or thoughts, then then just stop it. You're not going to get anywhere with them, yeah. and, and that's just a waste of your time, and it's just going to allow you to you know, be completely frustrated. So. That would be the three kind of the three main ones that I would talk about is if the person's abusive, if their only goal is to win, and if they're just not going to listen and entertain your position, then just it's all completely pointless. Yeah.
Um, well, I think that wraps it up for the day, um, and, and we're just grateful for you guys. I will say this. Uh, if there's something that you disagreed with on this podcast, uh, we would love to have some conflict with <laughs> yeah, you. Um, and, I, and I want to encourage you to practice these things. So yeah. go out and get in conflicts this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that. It, that reminds me of uh, <laughs> Fight Club, which you shouldn't watch. Totally inappropriate movie. But, you know. But if you get, do. Yeah, give them the assignments. Yeah. I want you to go get in a fight with somebody today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... But, uh, yeah, we hope that you do put this in practice. Again, if there's something you disagree, man, we do want to encourage you. Reach out to us at info at cedarpoint.church. Church office is 918-283-2221. Or if you just need some help with something, you know, there's um, you're struggling, you need additional resources, prayer, just need to talk to somebody, we would love just to be here for you, just to help you to navigate that. Um, Again, just a reminder, check us out on all of your social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, all of the the podcast channels, things of that nature. Like, share, review, um, let us know what you think, uh, love feedback. Um, but, uh, man, we are just grateful that you guys have just continued to journey with us. Thanks for, um, everything that, that you do just to endeavor to pursue Jesus and to change your life. And, uh, we're grateful for you guys. We'll see you right back here next week.